Welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM interview of the week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Glad you're with us. Diane Xavier is running the board. I'm Dave Palmer, the host. And uh, this program, as you likely know, is where we just talk about interesting things and uh, maybe introduce you to people that are helping to build up the body of Christ here in North Texas, the intersection between North Texas and our Catholic faith. And today I am going to introduce you to one of our wonderful principals of our local Catholic school in Richardson, and her name is Courtney Demakis. And she is entering into her second year as principal of St. Paul Catholic Classical School, located at 720 South Floyd Road in Richardson. And, of course, there's a parish there. We've uh, had Father John and Father Timo, uh, Father Stokowski and Father Timo uh, in for talking about various things. They're the priests there, but uh, according to Makis, is the principal. And this is her second year, as I mentioned. And their website, spsdfw.org, as in St. Paul School DFW.org. If you want to visit them, we'll mention that a few times during the course of the interview. And so, uh, Courtney Demakis, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I visited the website and I saw the bio about you and uh, some interesting things. But first of all, you're married, you've got kids. Tell, can you tell us a little bit about your personal life? Yes, I'm married. I have a wonderful husband, Michael, um, and a son, Chase. He'll be going into fifth grade at St. Paul. Um, I was able to raise him, for, uh, stay at home with him when he was little. And then when it was time to go for him to go to kindergarten, I went with him. We went together and um, started Catholic school together that way. So yeah, he's been, what, we've been together ever since as, as far as school goes. But He's always been at the school. Now, what does he think about having mom as principal? <laughs> <laughs> um, he just kind of takes it in stride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to make yeah make sure to not, yeah, that, that's interesting. So my mom's the principal. That must be neat. Yeah. Uh, you're a big sports fan. Aren't yes. you? Yeah. So, uh, tell us about that. And you have an interesting thing of, you like going to stadiums or baseball fields or, uh, tell us, tell us about your interest in sports. Yes. So when, um, whenever we travel, my husband and I and Chase, uh, we enjoy going to baseball parks, uh, uh major league stadiums. Uh, we're huge baseball fans. And so we have traveled to at least 21 ballparks, um, all major leagues, uh, stadiums all over the country. Um, mainly we've focused on, on the East coast and Midwest and hopefully in the next couple of years, we'll get out to the West coast. Mm, what's your favorite one? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> Wrigley's always a good favorite. Wrigley, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. And you have uh, 17 years of education experience, public schools, Catholic schools. Uh, uh, tell us about some of the highlights of your you know, educational career. So I started in Arlington with Arlington ISD and worked my way over to this area and uh, coached and taught in Plano and Allen. Um, like I said, I stayed home for a while with my son, and then we went to Catholic school. And for the last four years, I've been uh, in Catholic schools, actually five now, being at St. Paul's, counting this mm -hmm. year. Um, but I was at St. Martin in Prosper, uh, Texas, for four years, and uh, then made my way over to St. Paul's. Yeah, and uh, University of Notre Dame grad. Yes. And big fan of all things Notre Dame, huh? Absolutely. Go Irish. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So let's uh, talk about the school, St. Paul Catholic uh, Classical School. This is a, a unique type of curriculum, isn't it? Uh, to, well, and, and it was just implemented last year. You're in a kind of a three-year program of, of kind of setting it up. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what's distinct about St. Paul and then this classical curriculum. Yes, absolutely. The classical curriculum is, is amazing. It's, it's almost, uh, like we're going back to, uh, the way things always used to be, yeah. uh, before all the new trends came out. And going to this classical curriculum, we're, 
we take our Catholic identity and put Christ at the center of everything even further than um, other schools do. Uh, we're able to actually implement that in our class. We look for the truth, the beauty, the goodness in everything, um, down to our resources and uh, like specifically our literature. You know, mm-hmm. we use the good books, the classics, because we want our students to appreciate the beauty of the written word. Yeah. Um, we were talking uh, yesterday in our professional development session, like we look at, most teachers have lesson plans and they have an objective at the top of their lesson plan. We look for the truth. We want to know what truth are we teaching our student that day. Yeah. And since Christ is our truth and our way, that truth is, leads us to Christ. Yeah. Is this what uh, attracted you to the school or how did you, um, you, you were at St. Martin de Porres and then this, uh, mm-hmm. why, why did you think you were a good fit to be the principal of the school or what's, do you, what is your background in this kind of a curriculum? Uh, at St. Martin, um, they were a classical school um, in the Fort Worth Diocese, and so it gave me a little bit of background in that, and when um, I was called and asked to apply for the position, it was just like, this is, this is where I need to be. Um, this is the, the curriculum I feel most comfortable with and yeah. definitely want to continue to expand. I want my child to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And all the teachers had to kind of transition as well, mm-hmm. and that all went last year as your first year as principal. So how, how did that go? Did it seem like it was an easy transition for most of them, or uh, uh, how was that for them? Well, the beauty of it is most of our teachers have been there um, 15 to 20 years, so they yeah. have a long history with the school, and most of them were already teaching in the classical manner. Yeah. Um, they've already adopted that philosophy. It just didn't have a name to it. Mm-hmm. So um, it, the transition has been um, pretty uh, easy, fluid. Um, we still have a long way to go as far as uh, little uh, tweaks here and there. But um, they've started professional development sessions, training sessions last summer, and it has continued. Um, we do a couple every couple months. And uh, the ICLE, the um, Institute for Catholic Liberal Education, comes down and helps us as the organization we've partnered with mm-hmm. um, to adopt this curriculum. They provide the trainings for us. Um, they were actually here just the last two days doing a session on memetic teaching for us, um, which is a way that the teachers do comparison and ask questions and ask our students to um, ask questions of the lesson and incite the wonder that we want them to be to, to experience and mm-hmm. to um, grow their learning. We want them to be excited to learn by asking those questions. Yeah. So, Socrat- Socratic type of method? Absolutely. Is that uh, a lot of back and forth and seeking the truth, as you said, right? And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. A lot of questioning, a lot of asking questions, you know, start with the bigger picture. Um, for example, our kindergartners, you know, they go outside and they look at a tree. Now we start asking, well, what's this piece? What's the leaf? What's the stem? Yeah. What's inside the leaf? And the learning happens through the question. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds kind of, I, I teach uh, Thomistic philosophy, and there's a lot of that, kind of that natural uh, awareness, um, uh, observation. You know, it's it sounds very intriguing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you're just joining us, Courtney Demakis is the principal of St. Paul Catholic Classical School in Richardson, located at 720 South Floyd Road in, in Richardson. And their website, uh, spsdfw.org. And I guess this is running on a Saturday. This coming Monday, the Texas Catholic is going to be featuring you in, in the Texas Catholic. So do they come out and do an interview with you and spend some time? Or, uh, can you tell people if they're, if they're getting this uh, publication, what they can expect on Monday? Uh, it's a beautiful article actually written by our, our, uh, one of our staff members. And she just beautifully describes what classical education is. Uh, there's definitely pictures in there of our students, um, hands-on in the garden, learning garden. Nature studies is a big part of, of the classical curriculum. So there'll be, um, pictures featuring our students doing that and, and 
telling the beautiful story of our school moving to the classical curriculum through the three-year transition period of how we're implementing uh, changes in curriculum resources, the literature pieces this first year, focusing on literature and history, and then next year moving into math and science. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, is it pre-K through eighth, or what, what are the grades? We are pre-K three through eighth grade. Okay, and how, uh, after your first year of implementing the new curriculum, did the, what kind of feedback did you get from the students and the parents? And, you know, I like this, this is interesting. What, what were they saying? Well, oh, it's yeah. very positive. Um, they're excited that their students are getting that chance to ask the questions, yeah. to be responsible in a way for their own learning. Um, while we provide them and guide them, they're the ones who are excited to learn. They're yeah. like sponges soaking it all up. Yeah. Would it be true to say that even though this is new to St. Paul's, this is kind of the way Catholic education has traditionally been taught, right? And so it's uh, kind of going back to uh, what was successful one time. And like I think you mentioned that mm-hmm. at some point, you know, started getting away from that. Right. It's uh, very traditional education um, going back to the way things were always done for really centuries, um, just bringing us back to what we used to do you have uh, an initiative where students or parents new to catholic education can get a pretty hefty discount on tuition can you tell us about that yes the halo foundation has uh generously sponsored a new incentive program and it is where um, families new to Catholic education have never tried it before if they apply um, and there's no qualifications other than uh, just being new to Catholic education receives the first two years of tuition at 50% discount mm. and, and that's effective uh, this fall? Ex- yes, okay. absolutely and um, so the enrollment campaign that that's a pretty big enrollment campaign now what about somebody who says well I don't know that I don't qualify for that because my kids are in Catholic education we're not new to it um, is um, can you talk about those folks or what what uh, we are still welcoming all families yeah. to st. Paul's um, we would love to have you come be a part of our school uh, there are, we definitely have other um, financial aid and tuition assistance opportunities if that's something they need we're more than willing to sit down with them and talk with them um, but this new campaign is specifically designed for new families um, we also have tuition referral discounts and uh, we would just love to have everybody come get to know us and us to get to know them. Yeah, we'll talk about how what people can do now during the summer because we're really only a, a, couple, a couple months away from school starting, right? Not, not even not, a couple months. Not, not that I have to remind you, right? Uh, so what about Catholic identity? You know, when somebody walks through the doors of St. Paul's mm-hmm. Catholic classical school, how do they know and see and feel and say, wow, this, this, this really feels Catholic? Uh, how, how, how do you, as principal, make sure that that's the case? Well, from the moment you walk in the door, you visually see see our Catholic identity. You see the statues throughout the hallway. You see the artwork. That's something as part of the classical school that we're working on even including more is, is artwork of all kinds, the rich Renaissance type of artwork. Um, but you'll see that all through our hallways. You'll see statues in our courtyard. Um, we open the mornings with morning prayer, um, which we also invite our parents to come be a part of. And then, you know, throughout the day, our students are, are saying, are in prayer, um, at the beginning and, um, middle school will be doing prayers every time they start a new class. Uh, and then, you know, throughout the day, they have their religion classes, but the best part is you see it in their classes as well. Mm-hmm. Even their core classes, we're talking about it. Um, next year we'll be having Latin, um, in the middle school levels. And so liturgical Latin and liturgical things will be brought into that class as well. Yeah. Um, we have two, two of the best priests out there. They're very involved in our, in our school. Um, if our teachers ask them to come to campus to, uh, speak to the classes, they will be there in a heartbeat. Um, Father Sikowski is, welcomed the middle school into the church and showed them everything that need, that, that they used to, um, 
celebrate mass with from the mm-hmm. ciboriums to those chasubles, everything, so that they had a hands-on experience um, to see what goes on and what everything means. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a very unique to have um, uh, such an experience for our students. Yeah. seems like it's a good preparation not only for high school, but maybe those who are thinking about something like University of Dallas, uh, the president of the University of Dallas comes in once a month and does a show, but they kind of this, this classical curriculum is, uh, prepares one, well, like, uh, as Dr. Freaky says, for, for college and heaven, mm-hmm. uh, but it is a good preparation for life to, to learn how to think and to, to uh, observe beauty and goodness. And so it's a real, I can see how that being a really great asset. Uh, well, with your sports background, tell us about the extracurriculars, um, and what kind of, things are available as far as sports and other activities so through our sports we um, play with the dallas parochial parochial league the dpl um that pretty much is athletics fifth through eighth grade um your most common sports football basketball track cross country volleyball um new this year upcoming we will be implementing an archery program um Mm. and that is for students in grades fourth and up uh it's a very unique sport very exciting sport um and it's something that all students can participate in um doesn't matter their ability level whatsoever. So mm-hmm. um, we also offer extracurriculars for drama and band. Um, so we're looking forward to having all those back. Yeah, very nice. And if somebody is interested, and uh, I, mean, I don't, I don't know if a principal gets any time off during the summer. You're probably <laughs> as busy now as you were, you know, two months ago. Uh, can they get a tour? Uh, um, uh, you know. Uh, Absolutely. Come, come and visit and walk around or, or what, what should they do? Yes, just call, if you want a tour, have, uh, you may call the office. Um, if we don't answer right away, we are checking our voicemail regularly, so we will get back to you very shortly. Um, but yes, call, ask for a tour. You may also email me or, um, the front office and that information's on our website. Uh, and, and we will be happy to set up a tour. Um, our application is online, so you may begin filling that out as well. How was it? bringing in a new curriculum and then COVID and, you know, you probably had, well, how was it to have some students doing remote and some in person and you're like, oh, we're trying to start this new program and we've got this. How, how was it last year for that first year in light of the pandemic? Oh, it was pretty challenging, but we, we have a great staff and, uh, they, they just embraced what we were doing and they really wanted to make sure our students were safe and, um, taken care of and that they were not, give, not, um, letting down any of their expectations. They were still being held to very high expectations in the classroom. Uh, so we just worked together as a team to get the information we needed to put in our classical curriculum as well as make sure we were all trained on the technology that we needed to be able to offer those virtual um, learners. Yeah. Is this coming fall going to be all in person? Is there going to be a virtual you know, element and option or, or what is going to be the case? At this time, we're not planning to offer a virtual option. We would like to be all in person. Yeah. Um, and that also just works better for our classical curriculum because while we include technology skills, um, we don't rely on it. We don't let it drive us. We provide the students the skills they need um, to succeed in life, but uh, we want to see you in person. We want to write. We want to talk. We want to have those conversations. So. Yeah. Not quite the same being on a Zoom call, is it? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, Courtney Dumakis is the second year principal at St. Paul Catholic Classical School. You can find him online, spsdfw.org, located at 720 South Floyd Road in Richardson. And uh, she would love for you to call her, visit, get a tour, uh, see what it's all about. There's also uh, a, pre- a principal's message on the website. And I, and I love this one line 
Uh, Courtney, you said, with Jesus at the center of everything we do, students see and understand the truth, beauty, and goodness in all God's creation and Christ's love for us. And that seems mm-hmm. kind of like a that's, a, that's a beautiful summary statement of what, what really Catholic education is all, all about. Because you can learn a thousand things, but if you don't understand Christ's love, then what's the point, right? Right. That's, that's definitely, we want our students to know that. Yeah. Small classes. Right now, it's a small school. I think you told me about 100 students mm-hmm. and hoping for, you know, maybe 30 or 40 more uh, by the time the fall rolls around. Uh, th- there are advantages in a small school, right? Oh, yes. Um, having those smaller classes, our teachers are able to spend that one-on-one time with students and really connect with each one. They're able to meet them where they are and provide any necessary support that they need mm-hmm. and to help them do well and understand what all of the things that we're trying to teach them. Yeah. So we got this uh, three-year implementation of the new curriculum. So what happens after the three years? And it's been fully implemented and what happens mm-hmm. in year four? <laughs> year four is uh, nothing is ever fully implemented. There's always yeah. more to learn, more to do. So we will continue to, while the three-year implementation is definitely phases, like I said, history and mm-hmm. literature this first year math and science the the next year and then we're going to focus on languages and all our uh and religion and and you know all the specialist classes um year four we're still just going to continue refining our practices and we'll still be working with icle in order to do that uh st paul's goes back to 1957 even before i was born <laughs> uh it's a it, the first catholic school in richardson is that right correct yeah, yes it goes way back and uh, how interesting. So a lot of good, exciting things going on. Um, and again, Courtney Demakis has been my guest, Principal, St. Paul Catholic Classical School. Visit them online, spsdfw.org, SPS, as in St. Paul School, dfw.org. Anything else you want to mention before we um, close out uh, that I didn't mention or anything else that's unique and special and reason why people need to sign up their kids right now for the school? It's a great little school. It's a family environment. Um, the minute you step on campus, you're going to feel part of our, our family. And generations of, of families have come through. Um, alumni are coming back to teach. They're coming back and bringing their students to our school. So just come check us out and uh, we would love to have you be a part of our family. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming out here and driving all the way from Richardson to be at our, our, our studio. And I do want to thank Michelle Johnson. She is a marketing specialist for St. Paul Catholic Classical School, and she's the one that reached out and uh, was kind of the the liaison with me and Courtney to, to make this happen. So, Michelle, mm-hmm. thank you very much. I'm sure you're listening. And again, please visit the website and learn about this special school. Uh, you just go to spsdfw.org, spsdfw.org, as in St. Paul School, dfw.org, and learn what uh, the Catholic Classical School curriculum is all about. All right. Well, Courtney, thanks so much. Great to meet you, and thanks for coming by. Thank you for having me. Thanks also to Diane Xavier for running the board and producing the program, and thank you for listening. And I mentioned Michelle because I love suggestions for interviews. If you're listening right now and you know of a good topic for this program, if it's Catholic and local, it fits. And we'd love to talk to you or somebody that you know or some school or organization or effort or event that's going on. Uh, this is a great way to get the word out about that. You can email me directly, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your weekend and God bless you.
So, when is the last time you were able to go to a big Catholic event, spend quality time with your friends, sipping on a glass of wine, eating some tasty hors d'oeuvres, hearing an outstanding presentation? I know for most of us, it has been a while. Well, get ready because our 2021 Summer Speaker Series event is going to be a perfect opportunity to get back out and celebrate with guest speaker Father John Ricardo at the Grand Ballroom of the Irving Convention Center, Thursday evening, August 5th. Please join us. Get your tickets at summerspeakerseries.com. Do you know a healthcare professional who would benefit by learning more about fertility awareness, health Billings ovulation method? Someone in need of continuing education credit? BOMA USA, the Billings Ovulation Method Association, is a new sponsor of KTH 910 AM. They've created online training specifically for healthcare professionals or experienced fertility awareness teachers. Visit BOMA-USA.org and click on Health Professionals at the top of the page. Please spread the word to the healthcare professionals in your life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the KTH 910 AM Interview of the Week here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm Dave Palmer. Diane Xavier is running the board, and we appreciate that you listen and tune in every weekend to these programs. Uh, we love to just let you know what's going on here in North Texas in the Catholic world. And I have a returning guest uh, who has been on this program at least once, maybe more than that, uh, a couple times. <laughs> Her name is Julie Eichelman, and she serves as the director of the White Rose Women's Center, which is a group that, from the beginning of Catholic Radio, we have been very, very connected to, and we love their mission. Uh, they are dedicated to supporting abortion-minded women and helping them to choose life. It doesn't get any simpler than that. They've been doing it for a long time. And uh, Julie recently sent out a newsletter to uh, her email list that had kind of an update on how things are going, and it has been busy, busy. And so we're going to go over that. And also, during the course of this interview, let you know how you can help her with their mission, and we're going to give you the information about uh, their benefit dinner that's coming up later on this year. So a lot to talk about. Julie, welcome, and thanks for being here. Thank you, Dave. Always a pleasure. All right. So you've been director for how many years now? It's been four? About three. Three years. Yep. Okay. And uh, last time you came, you brought your little baby in with you. How's the family doing? How's, uh, how's family life? Good, 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 good. Uh, my daughter is three, and then my son is 11 months old tomorrow. Okay. So time flies when you're not sleeping. Yeah, right. It sure <laughs> does. I, that kind of dates to when you were in last because I think he was really little the last yes. time you came in. So it probably was about 10 months ago or so. Yes. All right. Congratulations on the, the growing family. Thank you. So you sent out an email, Dear Friends of the White Rose, and uh, you said, Since the onset of COVID-19, we've seen a drastic increase in abortion-minded clients. I don't know if you have these statistics in the in your head or not but it's really been I, I guess it's bittersweet in a sense you don't want to see all these abortion-minded women but it's glad they're coming to you but how busy has it been it's been it's been extremely busy um we have several volunteers who are very long veterans there and they said that they've never seen it this busy so i think that covid really brought out a whole new level of people um and just the way things have kind of evolved they're they're really coming out of the woodworks to get those abortions as quickly as possible so um i mean just looking at january 1st through yesterday we've already received over 1500 client visits for the year mm. so that's a lot yeah and what why, why covid i mean people were locked up more there uh you know it wasn't as much mobility do you think uh, is there maybe people their job insecurity 
they don't think they can, you know, handle a baby or a pregnancy. Is that, is that kind of what's, are, what are you hearing in, in counseling or what are people saying uh, is the issue and why so much uh, traffic right now? There's just a lot of lack of hope. Yeah. I think yeah. in, in the world and in the country and people just don't have a lot of faith for, for anything right now. And so I think COVID just really permeated a lot of fear in people, a fear of the unknown and, and things like that. So they're just really afraid and they have nowhere to turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes on in the letter saying, we remain committed to offering comprehensive care for our clients, pro-life counseling, free sonograms, financial assistance and baby maternity items. Kind of take us through, uh, the, uh, the assistance that you offer to um, pregnant or and even you know abortion minded women when they come in uh, what what exactly do they receive there so they come in they get the free pregnancy test um, we provide education on abortion because you know you can you could put place a bet on how many girls have not even been educated on what an abortion would look like mm-hmm. so they're saying they want an abortion but they don't really know what they're saying they're signing up for so we show them we talk through that with them um, we use the law that's called the woman's right to know that says that you have to have the sonogram, the pregnancy test and information for 24 hours before you can have the abortion. Um, and then we do, um, we do that free sonogram, um, which is a limited sonogram, but then it shows, you know, you could see, you don't know what you're going to see when the baby comes in, when the mother comes in, rather. It could be a 25 week baby, you know, where the mm-hmm. baby is waving at the mom saying, hi, mom, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, or it could be a little six week little guy that, is just showing that he's fighting for his own life. Yeah. So um, we do all of that standard stuff, but then we also provide that material assistance for anything that you need for the baby, you know, all the way from a crib, car seat, stroller, down to like diapers and wipes, as well as the clothing, all the way up to size 4 or 5T. So, um, you know, anything and everything that a woman would need from the material assistance, we've got that covered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we do provide the financial assistance, which is a unique identifier because a lot of times girls might say, I need to have an abortion because I can't afford X, Y, and Z. And so then we get to the root of it and find out this is the problem. So I, like, I have a client that I straight up said to her, if I help you pay your rent for the rest of your pregnancy, will you keep the baby? Mm-hmm. And she legitimately looked at me and said, that would change everything. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes that's what it takes. And so that's why we have that ability to say, okay, I'll help you pay for your rent because then that way you can keep the baby and be successful in your life. Yeah, because a lot of these women have been abandoned by boyfriends or husbands or family and they uh, like you said at the beginning they they've lost hope and they the yes. only the only escape route that they can think of is the abortion because they right. think that's going to be the end of all their problems when in reality it's the beginning right correct i mean even this morning i was talking to a girl on the phone and and she was thinking she needs to have an abortion and i said look you think that that's going to solve your problems but these problems that you've listed out to me are still going to be present if you have the abortion so it's just it's kind of befuddling how they think that that's the solution, but then when you when you peel back all the layers of everything and find out you've got X, Y, and Z as your other problems, and then you solve those problems, then suddenly they feel like they could be okay carrying this baby to term and be good parents. Mm-hmm. Must be so nice to see the weight of stress and anxiety and fear just kind of evaporate. The more you talk yes. to them, the, when they see the baby, they realize you'll pay their rent through their pregnancy and then all of a sudden, it, it, it's like you say, it's a whole different perspective altogether, isn't it? Correct. 
Yeah, and is the the sonogram must be a real game changer uh, for for women to see the baby because women and you know men as well have a protective instinct, especially when it's our baby. Uh, what I'm sure you've seen many of these situations when a woman sees her baby for, perhaps for the first time in a sonogram. That it, it, does it happen instantly where it's like I can't I can't kill this baby or does it normally take a little time or or what what have you what have you what is, has been your observation sometimes sometimes it is that instant where they see the baby waving you know it's things that you see on the movie it does happen in real life where yeah. the baby is waving and i think that um the baby's guardian angels will tell the baby this is what's going on you need to fight for your life so yeah. that the baby will typically show off in that sonogram more than not when it's an older older gestational age yeah um kick and suck the thumb and wave and all kinds of things like that that shows like hey mom i'm a baby this is what i'm doing mm-hmm. yeah you have a, a quote from a client during the pandemic on your email that says quote i cannot thank you enough for all that you've done to help me i was drawn to white rose and i knew that god brought me here so you could help me you get these kind of reactions, responses, uh, quite often, where people once they realize there's hope and there's a uh, a route out of this, yes, uh, it's uh, you, you. You probably hear this quite often from people that are just very grateful. Yes, yes, yeah. and and that girl in particular, she's having twins mm. in the next couple of months. So she she came in abortion minded, saying I need to have an abortion because of her reasons, and um, now she's having twins. So. How providential. She thought she was going to go in and terminate one, but it turns out she's going out with two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Uh, awesome. Uh, my guest is Julie Eichelman, and she's director of White Rose Women's Center. They're located at 4313 North Central Expressway in Dallas, 75205. And where do they find you online, Julie? You can Google St. Joseph's Helpers. St. Joseph's Helpers, Okay. And, okay, so St. Joseph's Helpers, uh, just uh, search for that, and you can find out all about St. Joseph's Helpers and White Rose Women's Center as well. Let's uh, let's talk about the benefit of the dinner. I'm going to close out with the ways that people can help you and your needs right now, but, you know, we talk about all the assistance and the sonograms and the, uh, you know, uh, help for, for newborn babies and all that, and that doesn't fall out of trees, and so people need to support the White Rose, and one of the ways they can do that is the benefit dinner, which is still months away. November 6th at Glen Eagles. Uh, tell us what's in store for this event or uh, what can people expect? So I'm really excited, Dave, that now with things reopening that we're going to be able to do it in person this year. So 2020 was a virtual event, but I think everyone's excited to be coming back in person. So we are going to Glen Eagles Country Club. Um, Bishop David Condorla, the Bishop of Tulsa, is going to be our guest speaker that evening. Um, and for those who don't know his story of why he's so passionate about the pro-life cause and about abortion um his first assignment as a priest was to host a a retreat for women who have had an abortion Mm. so he sees he saw the pain and the suffering that women have and the guilt associated with it so he knows that things that we're doing are trying to alleviate that you know trying to prevent people from having that yeah so very excited bishop david condola is going to be joining us this year it's going to be at um glen eagles on saturday november 6th at seven o'clock p.m there'll be a lot more information we'll talk more later um there'll be a silent auction raffle 
Um, and of course the dinner and, and things like that, but it'll be, a, it'll be a wonderful event for everyone to attend. Yes. Right now, just save the date is, uh, we can put something on the air, Diane, uh, as well about save the date for this. Uh, is it on the, the website or can we Greg, yes. gather the details? All right. We'll get that on the air as a save the date, but tickets are not on sale yet or can people buy tickets? Yeah. Oh, they, they can, can buy okay. tickets online. Wow. Okay. You guys are on the ball. Uh, Julie, let's go to, um, how people can help you in, in your email. Uh, you had three suggestions. So let's kind of take them one at a time. One of them in priority, I'm sure as well is pray for the white rose, the clients, the staff, the volunteers. Uh, it kind of speaks for itself, the, the, the value of prayer, but some people may think, Oh yeah, I'll pray, but really they, they really want my money. But uh, I, I can tell the, the prayer is, is, is the, the key to this, isn't it? It is. And I, I'll tell you, to be honest with you, Dave, when I'm going to speak with a client, sometimes it helps. Like we have a chapel with the Blessed Sacrament present in both of our locations. And we go in and we will pray to our Lord and St. Joseph, our patron saint, for for guidance before mm-hmm. we go meet with a client. And so prayer is the essential part of what we do. But then also just knowing in the back of your mind that you've got a lot of people praying for you handling this conversation can kind of give you enough spiritual guidance to make it to make it happen. You know, yeah. a lot of times when you leave a room um, after you're speaking with a client, um, someone might ask me like, "Well, what'd you say?" And I'm like, "I don't remember." Mm-hmm. But that's how you know it was the Holy Spirit. It was yeah. Saint Joseph because I don't know how those words came out. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it does provide a lot of comfort to all of my staff and volunteers, knowing that there is an entire army of people praying for us to be doing this work every day. Yeah. It must, uh, you personally and, and your family and your staff, you, you must really rely on a lot of prayer because you're in a, a very, uh, I mean, literally life and death type of apostolate, a lot of drama, a lot of Heartbreak, a lot of joy, a lot of emotional swings. I'm sure it, it must take its toll spiritually, emotionally for you. And if you didn't have that prayer life, you'd probably crack, wouldn't you? Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how we could be able to do what we're doing without that support. Yeah. I I've been blessed to be able to um, interact with a lot of homeless people, people that are in very desperate situations, and. I'd say 99% of them are very open to prayer. They tend to be very, very spiritual people because they're in very bad circumstances. Do you find that to be the case also? These women are in desperate situations. They're very open to the idea of prayer, uh, generally speaking, would you say, under their circumstances? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I don't have the numbers of how many people are Catholic versus non-Catholic that come in, but everyone is always open to Let's pray. Let's, let's talk to God about this. And so that's actually one of the benefits of White Rose is that we don't take government money, which, which allows us to talk about God at any point in the entire client interface. Mm-hmm. So that is helpful to say, you know, um, we're going to pray for you. And there was a client that I went and visited in the hospital a few weeks ago on Mother's Day weekend. And, um, she was just very, very desperate. She had no friends, no one to call to come visit her in the hospital. And, um, she asked me to come visit her. So I went, she identifies as not a Christian. She identifies as just not particularly believing in anything Mm -hmm. really. But Dave, I still took her a rosary 
And I still took her a pamphlet on how to pray the rosary. And I talked to her about Mary, and I talked to her about how she's the mother of Jesus and that she can help you get through this pregnancy. Mm. And I said, you don't have to pray the rosary per se, but just pray this, and that's going to give you the strength to keep you going. Yeah, amen. So true. Uh, Julie, let's go to number two, uh, donation of items. Yeah, mm-hmm. You said we're running low on material donations, especially new and gently used toddler clothing, sizes 2T to 4T, maternity clothes, diaper sizes 4 and 5, and wipes. Uh, kind of speaks for itself, but uh, this is a, a big need right now. So you're running low on all these things. Yes. What can people do if they... Uh, do they just go buy it and drop it off, or or uh, what, what? What should they do? There's a couple of ways that are pretty efficient. Um, you could buy it, drop it off, um, if that's easier. But for those younger people who might be tech savvy, you could buy it on Amazon, Walmart, Target, or whatever, and just ship it straight to White Rose. Mm, okay. So that works too. Um, if you put your, if you send a gift receipt with your name and your address, then we can send you a thank you card. Um, but yeah, you could just buy it online and ship it, or bring. You know, go through your old clothes of your kids that outgrew them and just bring them on in. Yeah. All right. Simple enough. So donate items. And again, uh, we're talking to Julie Eichelman, uh, director of White Rose Women's Center. They're located at 4313 North Central Expressway in Dallas, 75205. Office number there in case you want to call them, 214 824 Five nine four two, and you can also look up St. Joseph's Helpers online, and you can find their website there as well. All right, finally, volunteers. Uh, tell us about the need for volunteers, and and what what type of work do you need? So, with this being a predominantly volunteer based organization, you know, I'm the only full time employee there. And I have six vol- six part time employees, but then over fifty dedicated volunteers. So we run on volunteers. Without the volunteers, we cannot function. Um, so I'm in high need with the increased clients coming in. I'm in a sharp need to get more volunteer counselors. Mm. Now, don't stress over the word counselor. It's not an LPC. It's not a professional. It's a peer counselor. So we have a very specific format that we would train you. Um, you'd shadow a veteran counselor to learn how to do it. And then once you become comfortable counseling clients on your own, then you're on your own. Mm-hmm. But you're never alone. Don't, you know, don't stress over the word counselor, but we'll help you guide through it. So we need volunteers. We're open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 4 on Friday, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 1. So there's always a need to help with that. And what's a typical week like for a counselor? Are they work in one day a week, two or two hours at a time, or how many, how many typical hours in a week does a counselor work? Typically, um, we're now doing like uh, morning shift and afternoon shift. So it's about four hours once a week. Okay. And male, female, bilingual, uh, any other needs? Uh, did you, can you, are males okay to, oh, yes. to come and counsel? Okay. Males, males are definitely welcome. Sometimes it's really beneficial to be talking to any father of the babies. Yeah. Um, females are obviously welcome. Um, bilingual is always needed and appreciated. The only stipulation is that you need to be Catholic to be a volunteer counselor. Okay. And do you find, are there a lot of men that come in with their girlfriends? Is that unusual or, or, uh, uh, how, how often are you, um, you know, counseling or assisting the the man in the relationship? Not as often because the vast majority of these are single moms. Yeah. So, like, the boyfriend is commonly known to be the one that's saying, I'll support you to have an abortion or I'll, you know, 
with air quotes saying, I support you to do whatever you want to do, which basically says, go go take care of it. Yeah, right. So, exactly. Yeah. Throw some money at it and get exactly. the abortion and let's you know be, be yes. done with it. All right, Julie. Well, thank you so much. We're just out of time. Time goes by so fast. Julie Eichelman, director, White Rose Women's Center. Uh, search for them online uh, at St. Joseph's Helpers. Don't forget their benefit uh, dinner is going to be Saturday, November 6th, 7 o'clock with Bishop David Condola. And it's going to be at Glen Eagles Country Club in Plano, right? Uh, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners before we wrap up? No, just remember that that 972 Baby Do sign is always answered by a volunteer of the White Rose. Mm-hmm. So if your parishes have that, we've got you covered. <laughs> Yeah, and if people want, uh, don't, can't wait until the benefit dinner to donate, they can send a check, uh, or probably do something online. Uh, you can send a check to White Rose Women's Center to the attention of Julie Eichelman at 4313 North Central Expressway, Dallas, Texas 75205. And I put in the memo, I heard you on the interview of the week. Here's my, you know, thousand dollar check. Okay. (laughs) All right, Julie, thanks so much for uh, coming in and uh, take some time with us uh, today. And uh, please, again, check them out online. You can find out all the information about that benefit dinner and ways you can help out St. Joseph's Helpers. Just do a search for that and you'll find out information about the White Rose Women's Center. All right, that's going to do it. Thanks, Diane. Thank you for listening. And I always say at the end of these, if you have a suggestion for a uh, future interview of the week, uh, let me know and uh, just email me directly, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Or if you want to send one email that goes to me, Diane, and Sissel all at the same time, maybe you have an event you want to get promoted, it's kath at grnonline.com. And then it'll be three emails for the, the price of one. It'll go all three of us, okay? Okay, thanks again for listening. Have a great rest of your weekend. God bless you. Thanks for joining us for this week's KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Catholic news and information pertinent to North Texas Catholics. Please join us again next week at this same time for another KATH 910 AM Interview of the Week. Hi, this is Dave, and I hope you are planning to join us for the Summer Speaker Series event on Thursday, August 5th with guest speaker Father John Ricardo. And we are very grateful to the sponsors who are making the event possible, like Sue Locks, a realtor with EXP Realty. If you would like to speak with Sue about buying or selling your next home, you can learn more about her by visiting CatholicRealtorDFW.com or you can call Sue at 817-939-8595. So, when is the last time you were able to go to a big Catholic event, spend quality time with your friends, sipping on a glass of wine, eating some tasty hors d'oeuvres, hearing an outstanding presentation? I know for most of us, it has been a while. Well, get ready because our 2021 Summer Speaker Series event is going to be a perfect opportunity to get back out and celebrate with guest speaker Father John Ricardo at the Grand Ballroom of the Irving Convention Center, Thursday evening, August 5th. Please join us. Get your tickets at summerspeakerseries.com. Are you tired of working from home? If so, you're invited to check out Work Suites, a new sponsor of KATH 910 AM owned by Flip Howard from St. Thomas Aquinas Parish in Dallas. Work Suites is designed for professionals who desire their own workspace to get their work done. Work Suites provides amenities such as a receptionist, mail and package handling, meeting rooms, and high-speed internet. To learn more about Work Suites, you can visit worksuites.com or call 888-312-WORK. That's work, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. 
Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, davepalmer at grnonline.com. Yeah. 
Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone.